Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another episode of the Cosby Street Podcast, uh, the one of your favorite 500 team in the NBA or under 500, hovering over 500. You know, that's the situation with these Celtics, but we're here to break it down. I am Joseph Pavone. Jerome Pavone's here, Sean Dutra. Uh, Celtics going to try to finish this five-game homestand on a, on a high note, but we'll, we'll, we'll see if that's going to happen against uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, there's, a, there's a, a list of reasons why the Celtics could drop another one here, but, you know, uh, some of them are not in their control. Others are, but one thing that I thought was in their control was that fourth quarter against the Philadelphia 76ers. But that was not the case as they caught an L. The Sixers with a big run in that fourth quarter. And uh, I got to say, it was a disappointing loss. You know, Jason Tatum being named the, the player of the week, Eastern Conference, NBA Eastern Conference player of the week. You know, I thought it was a great opportunity for Jalen Brown, who turned in a good scoring performance, you know, to, to finish strong. Peyton Pritchard coming off the bench, but we'll... We'll get into that, of course, and and uh, look ahead with Sean Ducha's segment. I'm sure Sean's, you know, ready. Is the holidays, you know, tis the season, so I'm sure Ducha's excited for that. I'm ready. I feel like I just planted a seed right there. I think Sean's gonna do like a Christmas thing. Ding, oh, ding, 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 ding. Get the jingle bells fucking out, bro. <laughs> I got you, bro. I got you. How's the uh, Ducha residence after the uh, after the, the the throwdown you 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 put on over the weekend? The uh, the the ugly sweater party at the Ducha's, the Causeway Holiday Party, the Causeway Holiday Party. That, that's what you need to start calling. It. I think you, I think the first year you called it that, you just you strayed away from that from that title. Yeah, we're still picking up, bro. We're still finding Yankee swap gifts left and right that have been left behind, bro. It's been great. <laughs> yo, any bottle of booze, yo, send that my way. Yo. I appreciate that. <laughs> Some hidden gems. Nice. Yeah, yeah man. Any booze, any booze or any fucking, you know, <laughs> like almond cookies, yo, send that shit my way, bro. I appreciate nah, that. Nah, you don't even know. You don't, they, they ain't certified, bro. They ain't certified cookies. Uh, yo, I, I just care, man, but them shit's a crack. <laughs> Ducha, yo, Sean and Paul sent me with like a, a dozen brownies. I'm like, what am I going to do with these? With all these sweets. Jeez, just <laughs> mad food everywhere. So he's like, buddy, you know, uh, they came in handy. <laughs> so you're, telling, you're telling me, bro, I'm like sitting there like, uh, should I eat eggs for breakfast or should I just eat one of these brownies, bro? You know? <laughs> and it's never one. You got to slam at least two, you know? Oh yeah, you got brownies or the or the cookies that you that you sent me home with. Yeah, brownie, oh, brownies oh. and beers, man. You know, there's mad beers left, probably. Yeah, no, you didn't get any of those certified cooks, though. You didn't get any of those certified cooks. <laughs> yeah, you didn't give me the almond joys. Those are the best ones. Well, the Hershey's, no, the Hershey's are better than the almond. Yeah, joys. you were all about the Hershey one. That's true. Nah, man, the Hershey joints, kid. You can point. You can talk with the sticker on you. Like, okay, it's certified Hershey. I got, I got you. I forgot. You were one of the few people I know that went to uh went to Pennsylvania and did the whole Hershey thing, huh? Yep. Yep, yep, you know it. And also, also, I got a big bone to pick with the fact that we had the party on the Patriots game, and it's, uh, you know, 
Celtics won. Yeah, Patriots no. lost. We were there watching Mac Jones do nothing for three quarters. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> Jeez. That's a whole nother story. I mean, the, the, the winning streak is over for the Patriots, but I'm still waiting for them to put on a, a winning streak of their own, man. And, you know, going into this Cleveland Cavaliers game, you don't know who, which team's going to show up. And what I mean by that is the, the, the one that can, you know, lock down defensively and, and, and pull pull together a win or whether it's the one that can get hot on offense and has have guys like Peyton Pritchard stepping up. And what are you going to do with those with, with those kind of almost unexpected situations from these Celtics teams? Because down the stretch, you don't know who's going to show up. And, and what's the what's the issue here, guys? It's a personnel thing. I mean, we can go down the trading you know route and say that what this team needs or what they're missing, but you can't look at this roster and tell me that they're not talented enough to to be above five hundred, to be well above five hundred at this point. You know, when you have someone like Jason Tatum leading the way, you know, you can't tell me like we we've seen this team put together stretches where they look like they can stop any team out there defensively, you know? So what's the, what's, what's going, what's going on with this team? I mean, obviously there's the, the, the people that are out of in and out of the lineup constantly, but outside of that, what do you think is going on? What do you think is going wrong? I mean, I still think, um, and I know it's more than 30 games in. I think it's, it's Ime. It's still learning on the job. Um, I think he's, he's riding a, a good, seven or eight guys consistently all the time but then when you know COVID hits or injuries hit and then he tries to go to you know another route it doesn't always work out for him because like those guys don't always play for example Aaron Smith, right you get you get a little burst out of him on one particular night and then you try to go back to him again and that's not always doesn't always work doesn't always work out Payne Pritchard on the other hand who wasn't playing as many minutes and finally got got some quality minutes and you can see what he what he's been doing and how his confidence has been rebuilding but yet you know most of these games most of his good games lately have been in, in a loss so i don't know i i just feel like he can't have a a, a consistent rotation because every time he tries to Something happens, whether it's again protocol or injuries, and and I know it's like I said, it's over thirty games, but there's still there's still a lot to be um, a lot to be said about how this team plays on on both ends on the floor. Now I'll I'll, I'll sort of double down on an email thing too. Like, not that I want him to lose his job, but he needs to figure out what the hell he's trying to do with this team. Like, what kind of team is this going to be under him? I feel like he's still trying to figure that out. And it seems like it's a good defensive squad for like a week, and then the next week it's 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 relying it's it's sort of going back to like relying on Tatum to 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 win a game, and nothing else is working. I also I also will say this: like right now we're going to be sitting at the first Brad Stevens trade deadline, mm-hmm. and you talk about Romeo, you talk about Peyton Pritchard, you talk about Aaron Neesmith, like. If he's in sync with his coach, which he should be, though all those guys should be traded by this trade deadline to just bring in veteran help for this team if they think that they can get over the top. Like I, I, I mean, there is there is a lot of situations out there that would look for guys like Peyton Pritchard, Romeo Langford, and Aaron Neesmith to just join their team. I don't uh, know about that, really. Yeah, I, I, don't mean, about, I don't know about that, man. I don't <laughs> think- I do, I do. I, I really do. You don't even you don't even know what they're gonna give in the Celtics uniform, never mind another situation. Exactly. No, no, I think that the 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 fact that they like okay, Payne Pritchard and Romeo Langford probably have like for a team that's not trying to do too much, probably got a little bit of uh, a trade value if you couple some picks with them. Like yeah. I just want to see what like, happens. Like you want to part one of those first rounders, Doug. I think that's what it is. If you if you couple it with a future first, yeah, you, you can get a veteran that's on an expiring deal. But does that put you? I mean, what does that put you in, in, in the sense of uh, you know uh, a top notch team in the East that can compete for for heading to the NBA Finals? Well, that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to say is like, and I think that they they are they are your pieces to deal. And Josh Richardson's the you know. There's a lot of tradable pieces on this team is what I'm trying to get at. And it's the fact is, does Brad Stevens, forget about how all of us look at this team. Brad Stevens has coached Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. He knows what's up. 
He's coached Al Horford. He knows what's up. He's coached Marcus Smart and Robert Williams. And he knows what they can bring on a day-in and day-out basis. So I think if there's anyone that is equipped to make this team more successful, it's probably Brad Stevens. But that's what that uh, that's really what I'm looking forward to is just to see like, you know, I know he didn't have a lot of when he took over, he didn't have a ton of roster management moves because they were pretty much all assembled without Schroeder and maybe. I mean, was was a Rich, Richardson was Richardson a Brad Stevens move or a Danny Ainge move? Brad Stevens, bro. That's Brad, man. Yeah. Come on, so, man. Come on, don't 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 uh, don't get it twisted, man. Come on. No, no. So I mean, if you put it together, that's B money. That's B money. Yeah, man. Get traded for Moses. Oh, man, that's a B money move. Moses, all right, B Moses. Uh, <laughs> still alive, but okay. Still nah. with us. No, he ain't from the league too. Alive. I just think it's going to be an interesting time for him because. Emei's supposed to be, you know, he's he just was the coach of this team. The fact that we're sitting here wondering, like, what Emei's trying to do with the team is is a little bit silly to think about that the head coach is his boss that handled this exact same team. I don't I, 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 agree with that. I think I think Emei knows what he wants to do with the team. I think it's just a matter of is the personnel – are we at a point where we're saying, look, this team can't even, no matter what you try to make them match, that they can't be what we want them to be, a top-notch Eastern Conference team. Is there a way you can tweak it? And yeah, I'm sure there is a way. And of course, adding someone that can, you know, if you can consolidate guys like we just mentioned, the Nismiths, the Romeos, and, you know, the Peyton Pritchers even, if, you know, along with a pick, if you can make that into a rotation player that makes a difference, and of course, I think everyone agrees with that. But, at the same time, health has played a part here. You know, guys like Robert Williams. You know, we don't know if if we're we're still waiting to see them put it all together on, on all on all fronts. You know. Well, I think that I think that a lot of a lot of what uh, Peyton Pritchard, Romeo Langford, and Aaron Neesmith bring in a trade is also aligned with the fact that you're going to have to add a Robert Williams in that type of deal. And Robert Williams needs to be, if you're trying to get, like, a real player, right? Uh, Robert Williams needs to just fucking be healthy, bro. Like, that's 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 the hardest part about this whole thing is you got, you got, I, it seems like we've been preaching the same thing year in and year out. Is like Robert Williams can be a, 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 a difference maker when he's healthy, but is he ever healthy? All right, well, that's one part of the, of the, you know, situation for the Celtics. I mean, at the same time, you have to also think about the other elements and trying to make this team better. Like, what sort of parts of the roster do you want to see upgrade? You know, for me, the wing position is always something that we were sort of waiting for them to have, you know, extra cushion there outside of their all-stars. Whether we're talking a, a, a deep threat, a shooter, or three and D guy, someone that can, that can, uh, that can bring you that defensive intensity. A veteran guy, like Dutra mentions, you know, someone that you can add on defense that can sharpen things. But what are what are some of the uh, what do you guys think? Like, what what are some of the what, what's missing for this team? What, what 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 kind of player do you have in mind? Well, I mean, look, Dutra mentioned um, trying to bring in a veteran, right? For the just let's 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 start there, right? Because that's kind of what Brad was going for, I think, in the offseason, yeah. right? Agreed, agreed. Okay, agreed. so. You got when, two of them. You got exactly, Horford, exactly, Richardson, exactly. But, three of them. But those three guys have been bitten with either the injury bug or the protocol, right? So, you know, when you don't have all three of those guys, then your bench gets weakened, right? And then you get a situation where look at look at the last three or four games, and 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 the losses they've been they've been close games. So it's like just a late game execution type of type of thing, right? which doesn't necessarily have to be personnel. It just could be either coaching or the guys that you already have just need to tweak something here or there. The only big loss that I, recently that I can, you know, that comes to mind is the, is the Suns game, right? They, they, were, they were blown out. And, you know, that, the West World, that, that road trip wasn't a, wasn't a great road trip, but there was no Jalen. So, again, yeah. it goes back to not having all your, all your guys together. You know, I, th- I, I, think, I think, Joel, to your point, like, 
this team as constructed can definitely make some noise. But no, no, let's be honest though. What do you mean by that? No, the finals. Can they get these conference finals? What, what do you mean? Like, let's be honest. Did you think this is this roster talented enough? Like, after what you've seen thus far, and let's add everything that you just mentioned. Robert Williams is, you know, uh, inconsistency in, in health. And which, by the way, we're not even the, the last game. Personal reasons. Yeah, like, that was like a late game scratch. Who the yeah, hell knows? No, we, we don't know if this is a, you know, we don't know exactly what that was. So late, late again. I mean, is that? <laughs> I was gonna go no, there. What, late? Yeah, was he late? That, that yeah, a health yeah, yeah, thing? No, but anyways, that, yeah. I don't want to get into that right now. That's, that's a rumors get spread, man. I'm just saying right now, like just off the merit of the talent, no. No, no. roster talented enough. Sway, I, I 1,000% understand. And I was sort of going around a long way to get there. But, like, you know, I think I think to to Joel's point, health has not been this sort of the strength of this team and having the same five-man rotation, even though, even though now it seems like it has been because of all the COVID protocols around the league. So you can't really make that excuse so much. But at the, at the same time, like, you know what the biggest thing, the biggest gap in this team for me is, bro? is just, like, looking at this team and, like, we have a lot of good players, like, a lot of good players. Like, Josh Richardson could go on to a championship team and be the sixth man on the bench. Like, Dennis Schroeder could do the same thing and Hal Horford could do the same thing. But you know what they don't do? They're not light-out shooters. Like, we don't have a lights-out shooter on this team. Like, who who are you, like, when they get the, when they get the ball behind the three-point arc on a wide-open three, who are you like money before they even shoot it? Is there anybody on the team that can shoot the fucking ball from three point range? Like well, consistently. That's a, that's, a, that's a good point. Well, maybe that's what they, that's, that's one of the things that they, they need here. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm no, just, no, you're right. You're right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not joshing like, here. I'm at, just, I, I feel you. I'll just put it this way. Look at, look at the top teams in the league, right? Like say what you want about the Brooklyn Nets, but they got Joe Harris who gets the ball and you're like, fuck. Like that's the only guy. All that he does is shoot three. Look at the Bucks. Like the Celtics, beat, the Celtics beat the Bucks because Middleton never got hot in that game, and he was yep. and he and he had to leave in the fourth look quarter. Look at the Miami Heat. They got like three guys that do that shit. Look at the look at the um even even if you just go like Yo, even even seventy sixers. Yeah, but see, that's what this team was supposed to look like, Ducha. Okay? The reason why you know, the Seth Curry the other night, bro. No, 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 no. I'm not even just talking about sharpshooters, though. I'm talking about, like, you just mentioned the Miami. Well, Miami's got a couple of those. But <laughs> what I mean by Three of them, bro. You can throw your house in the mix now. What I mean by that, though, is that these are homegrown guys. Yeah, yeah. Like the Romeo Langfords and the Grant Williamses and the Rome. I mean, and the uh, Peyton Pritchers and the, you know, like, that's what these guys were supposed to develop into at this point. Aaron Neesmith. Shit, Aaron Neesmith was supposed to be a piece right away. If not as rookie uh, season, but by but, now. He but he's not, to- he's not proving it, though. Yeah. Like. Right, right now, the best three point shooter on this team right now, I think, is Grant Williams. <laughs> I'm not. It's not a knock on Grant Williams, but like, no, it's Jason Tatum. That's why I mentioned. That's why I mentioned Grant Williams. I mean, I was I was saying it's it's joking away, but it's not know. Tatum, bro. I'm sorry. It's, it's, Tatum is way under forty percent. Grant is at forty percent. Over like, a little bit over forty percent. Yo, guys, <laughs> you guys keep talking to each other. All right, go ahead. Now, I'm talking about the eye test. I'm talking about the eye test, and you know, if I oh. have to give a three pointer to anybody on the team, it's Tatum, and that's bad because you don't want your best player to be also the only guy who can hit three-pointers on your team. Like, Marcus Smart, no. Jalen Brown, no. Grant Williams, I know. Like, recently, maybe. But, like, still a no from me. Like, and, and you know, you got a guy. You you technically, you were supposed to draft the best shooter in the league with Naismith. And the guy can't find the floor. Even with all his hustle, he still can't find the floor. And then he throws up a three, and it fucking goes off the fucking middle of the backboard, bro. Like, what are we doing? So what, so what, like, what do you believe in? So what do you, you you believe in the seven-man rotation that, you know, he may ghost to, tends to lean on? Obviously not lately because of the situation, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's like what you were talking about earlier. Like, so what do you what do you believe in here? Are you saying, like, the, these guys, the, the, the veterans, are the ones that are going to carry this thing? Are you saying Tatum and Brown, they have another level they haven't reached this? Uh, look, like, basically, basically, hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll, this. Hold on, hold on. I'll say this. When the team is healthy and when that ball is moving, and I'm talking about like yeah, when they're forcing when they're forcing, you know, turnovers and they're scoring in transition and they're giving that extra pass when like you got five, six guys in double figures at the end of the night, the Celtics, that's the where they're at their best. So maybe it's more like a, a by a committee thing than just like relying on one or two guys. 
right? Because it's, well, it seems like when the Celtics do kind of just rely on, on Brown or Tatum, like that's a hard game to win. You know who I would even go for right now? It's like a Marcus Morris, bro. Somebody that can just like shoot and you're confident in them, them shooting three. Like the thing is right now is like the facts are Dennis Schroeder is your best third score on this team. He's the, he's the, he's the third leading score on this team. And he's probably shot more threes this year than he's ever shot through his year to any year he's ever played. I, I would, I, I would bank on that. I don't, I don't know the facts. Of course, I don't fucking come prepared for this shit. I wouldn't bank on that. But, right. No, but no, for real. He, when he shoots a three, you're just like, all right, like maybe. Get, like, get our intern on it. Intern, get on it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like. Appreciate third, it. Thank you. If, if you could, if you had a third scorer that could like shoot from the outside, this team would be, I think, lethal. Because when Tatum and Brown can score off the dribble, that's obviously their strengths, right? You need a guy that can just shoot, the, like that can just post up and just be there for the pass out. And if they had a guy like that, I think things would be drastically different. But then, but those are, but those are the guys that's what he's talking about. Like when I mean, Pritchard raced recently, obviously, but like oh, during KB Pr- up to that, KB Pr- Pro Boy. You know why it can't be Pro Boy? I'm just saying, guys like that when they get their opportunity and they're not knocking down shots, and then email's like, "Well, this is why I don't fucking play him." You know, Neesmith is supposed to be like this shooter, which I don't know if he was even uh, uh, marked as a shooter or, or considered a shooter. Was he just someone that could just can shoot threes or was he just a shooter overall? Because, you know, neither was, one it can be can be true when it comes to this dude. Coming out of the draft. That yeah, year. he was the number one. Yeah, he was ranked. The, well, but, the, no, he, he ain't it. He's troll boy, bro. Yeah, because that, he could be a three-point oh, shooter, but that not necessarily mean that, like, you're – you're the you're the go to guy in, in certain situations, and like, oh, we need a three point, we need we need a shot right now. We're gonna go to Neesmith. Like that's not, he's not that guy. Well, you know? you're supposed to develop into that guy, Joel. That's what people have said I, about. I understand that, but like but every even, time, I feel like every time he's given that opportunity, whether it's because of injuries or just because foul troubles during the game, fifty percent of the time he's on, and the other fifty he's just where where the fuck is he? I'm not looking for I'm not looking for a Middleton because Middleton. <laughs> Would be amazing if we had a Middleton on this team. We don't like. So why do you say things like that? Like that's not even. No, I'm just. I'm just saying. Like full fledged All Star, you're talking about. It's like, it's like, yo, we need we need a Marcus Morris. It's like, yeah. no, he's not. A yeah, player. yeah. What is? What is, what is this? 2017, bro. You're bringing <laughs> up, you know, fucking wishful thinking here. Come on. No, no, Sway and Joel. Um, what I'm saying is, a guy like when Marcus Morris was on the team, when he was when he was open shooting the three, you'd be okay with him taking that shot. Right now, I don't know anybody on the team. That I would feel comfortable taking a taking a three point shot wide open with a with a Tatum drive pass out or Jalen Brown is, for me is for me is out. I mean I I know right now he's not available, but in terms in terms of consistency, like if he's behind the arc, I want him taking it and he's open every single time. But I get what you're saying, Sean. There should be <laughs> other guys like that. There should be younger spot and, up and shooters, always yeah. available. Exactly, guys that fly like, off like, spot up shooters. Like, Justice's best play of the year was when he did it against the Knicks. He dribbled around, dribbled around, dribbled around, and then fucking shoot, laid it, laid it up. Like that's Josh Richardson. He's not a he's not a spot up shooter. We saw that in Philly. He's not that shooter replacement that you're looking for. JJ Redick, you were trying to replace JJ Redick with with a um with Josh Richardson. That's not going to work. Like you need a guy. JJ Redick, okay, cool. Shooter, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's the king of the mid range. Yeah, like yeah, it's fine. You got you got scores. Like if he's you can. If you can add, like, if you can, if you can somehow, and I don't know how this is possible, and I don't know whatever, but like, if you can keep this core together, and you ha- and you can keep Josh Richardson and Al Horford on this team, and you use Schroeder as like a as like a dangling piece to get like a, a, an absolute like knockdown three point shooter, I think it would go a long way, a long way for this team's success because they shoot more threes. Uh, what are they in top five three point sh- three point attempts in the league this year, and they just don't have a three point shooter. Like yeah, if you're gonna that, the bottom half of the uh, the league and in terms of success rate behind the arc. But listen uh, to to you uh, to what you said about Schroeder. He's actually averaging uh, four and a half three pointers a game, which is attempt. not too far. Not, which is an attempt, which is not too far off from his uh, five attempts a game with the Oklahoma City Thunder. So yeah, but that's career like, high. That's career high. So it's uh, after that. Well, those two seasons in OKC, he shot uh, five, and then season before that, or his first season, he shot uh, four point six. So he, right after that, this what, did he, what did he do with the Lakers last year? How did he shoot? How many shoot three points? What I'm trying to say is this season is his third, his third most average three pointers. Yeah, but you can't you can't take the the OKC 
days. That's you don't want to be OKC, bro. You know what I mean? That's like, what he played the most. What the hell are you talking about? That's the same same production. He's playing thirty minutes a game, which is what he's playing. Oh no, 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 no. I get that way, but that those teams were not good. That's what I'm trying to say. Like you can't you can't expect Schroeder to be your three point guy and be like, hey, Schroeder, play like you played with um, the Thunder, who were tanking. You know what I mean? Like Schroeder is a good player. Well, yeah, the biggest difference, too, is that one season he was shooting 38%. This year for the Celtics, he's shooting 33%. So that's a huge difference. Like, yeah. If you're shooting 38%, you take those attempts, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and by the way, yeah, they weren't – no, those were, like, playoff teams. But the point is – No, like, I get what you're like, saying. He's bro. a six – he's a, he's always been a yeah. six-man. That's, that's, yeah. what, that's what that's what Sway is saying. Like, but he's always been a six-man. Like, you're going to come I, in. I, my whole point – my whole point is the fact that we need, we need better three-point shooting on this team. Like, we need three-point shooting. Like you got a you got a team with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and they are great players and the fact that if anyone ever says to break them up like I know I've been trade Jalen Brown trade trade Jalen Brown but like you know you can't break them up when they're in the middle of their contracts unless you're going to get an absolute superstar a super right, well, when you talk about a shooter what what about someone like uh someone that's in a situation where they tra- you know the, the the franchise is trying to sell their parts at this at this point what about someone like Buddy Hield and obviously, this would be a trade that the Celtics wouldn't include someone like Tatum or Brown, not someone like Smart, not even you know. Like I think that's someone that you take a gamble on. Sure, he's making, he's got a, he's got a what twenty million dollar price tag on his head, but at the same time, you got a little bit of insurance of having that outside weapon that you always yearn for. This last like three, four, five seasons. So hey, if we get Buddy Hill on this team and we don't have to give up Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, it's a done deal in my books, bro. It's like, doable. It's doable that's though. You don't have, yeah. You don't have to bring them up. It's just, yeah. It's that's a doable. It's a doable. It, it would have to be a, a, a first round pick based package, if you will. So, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. This, this is sort of what I'm getting gonna get back to. It's be a lot of future first though. That's the thing. It's gonna be multiple. So, yeah. This, this is what I'll get back to. Like, Danny Ainge probably wouldn't make a deal like that because he never coached Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. But I think that Brad Stevens is in a better position to understand the talent and what they need and would make a trade like that, even if it includes, like, a, you know, a Josh Richardson or or a, probably a Dennis Schroeder on a last it would, year. It would have to – it would actually – you wouldn't have to put in Schroeder unless they really wanted him. But I don't think they would. They do have a, a good um, point guard well, if, yeah. if one of them is still around. But anyways, the deal would have to include Richardson for contract reasons, obviously. And um, again, you you put Richardson in there for contract reasons. I think a big part of the draw would be the fact that he has an extra year on his contract. That helps them because that would line them up for a, a good chunk of money to to have to, you know approaching the free agency table in twenty twenty three. Like it wouldn't be next year, but it would be twenty twenty three, and you would get a couple pieces here. So whether we're talking uh, Aaron Neesmith, who I think would be included, um, you could pull it off with a, a package deal that would include, um, what is it, Aaron Neesmith, Richardson, and then Hernan Gomez you could throw in there to match up contracts. And all those guys would be off the books by 2023. So the, 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 the Kings could essentially have that money, you know, in store and then also have a couple guys where they say, okay, maybe we want to keep Neesmith, we can bring him back, or maybe we want to keep Hernan Gomez, we can bring him back. they got a couple options in there along with a, a couple of first-round picks. Um, if they could, I, I mean, honestly, I'm not. Maybe just one first-round pick. That's ideal, but I, I'm, I'm not going to be the guy that says, like, two. of course, like Sacramento would want that because I do think that Buddy Hield is going to be in high demand. But like, you need to make a trade. No, Ducha, though, he's having a down year. I think that works in the Celtics' favor. Well, yeah, but at the same time, there's there's teams like probably not probably not Brooklyn because they don't have shit to give anybody because they've traded all their picks, but. Maybe like the Suns to go after Buddy Heald because they have picks and they haven't traded them, or even like the Jazz or or the or the Nuggets. Like they also have picks and they also have young guys. Like I just think that Buddy Heald, like the problem. This is my this is the problem, Sway. The problem is uh, is that the Celtics have waited too long to add a good shooter to this mix, and. I'm I'm a little bit nervous that the fact that these guys in Romeo Langford and um, Creighton Pritchard and Aaron Naismith haven't been traded yet 
is why I'm sort of being like, just just bring some veterans in, bro. Like I I don't I don't know what else you gotta do because I don't I don't know how much they're gonna get you. And like I would love to get a buddy healed, but I'm just not very positive in that. And I'm like, if you can get a guy like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. I'm thinking like honestly, like Lou Williams from the Hawks, who is barely playing, or like. And uh, you ask someone like Lou when you're on the brink of a championship. This roster's not there. Yet. That's, what, that, that's what I'm saying, though, bro. Like you just like no, nah, you get someone like Heal, a veteran who's who's much younger and still has plenty to prove. Who's motivated? I'm telling you, man. Those guys, bro. Those guys, man. I just think that you can get a veteran if you want a veteran. You can get a veteran with one of those guys, and you should trade it. Why are you trying to? Why are you picking names from the AARP list? Like I don't understand why. You know. All right. So then you're basically you're saying that you're giving up on these on these three guys. The the the, the oh, last, yeah, yeah, the, last yeah. oh, the last first round I mean, draft picks of, of the of the Danny Age era. You're you're giving up on these guys. They're not gonna they're not gonna pan out to anything in your opinion. To be honest, if you're gonna get Buddy Hield, you have to put Rob Williams in that deal. No, you know you don't. Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah, you do. No, I'm telling you, this is a this is about more. This is more about the picks than anything. No, if you want, this is a sure thing. It would be a long shot. If and if and if it, if they ask for someone like Rob Williams, forget it. You know, but. Again, if this is something that you can pull off, if the Kings are you know shopping around and, and they're not seeing anything they really like, because think about it, they're looking for a a, a a pillar. They're looking for a franchise player. They're not going to get that with Buddy Hill. They're not even going to get that with DeAndre. Jo- I mean, uh, with uh, De'Aaron Fox. You know, like they have pieces that are losing value. The longer they wait, the, the more they hold on to them. And and I, I think that that worked in the Celtics' favor. They're also a stupid franchise. <laughs> well, they're not the smartest, you know. Right? <laughs> the only thing, the only thing that something's, yeah, yeah, yeah. the only thing about the Celtics is that their picks aren't aren't as sexy than a lot of other teams out there. So I don't know. You know what I would love to go after? Like um, what I'm what I'm talking about, like young guys who they may want to just like swap for a veteran. If this team could get Patrick Beverly from the uh, Timberwolves, dude, I would you're love. Still, you're still on that Patrick Beverly train, huh? What's no, that? you're what? still on like this. Like, oh, the Celtics are like. The second seed, and they just need that extra guy. Like, no, they're not there, man. Bro, bro, you know he what? would help, but they're not giving you. He's not getting you over the hump. No, uh, what's you just, what's, said, you just what? said? We need three point shooting. The, the man can't shoot. Hey, <laughs> right. hey uh, on a hey, bro, I one thousand percent know what I said. I would like this team to have, but I'm looking at what we have to trade. Like, if you don't want to trade Robert Williams, you better expect the Patrick Beverly. And I don't even think. I don't even think that the Timberwolves would take a Romeo Langford for a Patrick Beverly right now. I don't think they would because they're playing, they're playing, trying to play into the freaking uh, the playing seed, bro, right now. You know, this the, the playing seed is a big thing for for the trade value, and I just don't know how much Romeo Langford, Peyton Pritchard, and and Neesmith are going to get you like a the guy that we think they could possibly get us, I think it's going to be like a veteran, a veteran guy. Like well, a, that's why the standing is bad, Bev, or maybe, maybe even like, a, um, uh, you know what, Dutra? it's showcase time, right? COVID showcase. Yes. Christmas. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like when <laughs> it's like in high school when like, you know, a lot of the players, they don't show up because they have Christmas vacations. And then that's when, yo, that's when the other guys, they get the extra playing time. That's when they show out, you know? Like, you got to take Wally a Wally Pip, bro. Wally Pip. The stars are out. You got, this is your chance, all right? So guys like Peyton Pritchard, who who had a heck of a fourth quarter in that game against Philly. You know, Aaron Neesman, let's see if he can turn things around. Like, these are the guys that have to step up here. Yeah, yeah I but, know. I mean, but that's why the, the, the standings right now where everybody's kind of like, a, a lot of these teams are bunched in, the bunch together and not many... Uh, games apart here, like you know, this is this is trade season, right? But like teams might not want to make a move because they're just like, you know what? Maybe we got something here. So it's so easy to be like, yeah, let's go after this guy, or let's go after that, or let's let's just let's talk to this team. But like, if it takes two to tango, or unless you're doing a you know two or three team ter- trade, then you know. But again, like we got you, man. We got you. Not not just because you want to do the thing doesn't mean like <laughs> the other team wants to participate in your in your whatever. Well, speaking of that, speaking of that, the whole participation award trophies. All right. On that note, let's let's go to this segment, bro. I don't like the way this is going. No, I think, I think, I think what what I do think is anybody out there that's thinking that we're going to get the Montes bonus for spare parts and Al Horford is fucking ridiculous. Oh, oh, come on. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, because Indy just wants to 
do a full rebuild. Yeah, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Maybe, maybe, maybe. It's not a yard sale. Maybe maybe we can get Brogdon. But you're going to put Robert Williams in a deal for Brogdon, bro. No. Why do you want Brogdon? What do you want? Kemba Walker three years ago? Why do you want to get rid of Robert Williams? Yeah. So you want it, you want it, you want Kemba Walker from three years ago. Yeah. Like it's cool at first, right? And then things go south real quick. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you look at, you look at the standings, like, do you want, I mean, you know, you know, you know who, you know who would be, you know who I would actually want if we can somehow get him is Devontae Graham. I would love Devontae Graham on this team from the Pelicans because, you know, the Pelicans ain't going nowhere. You're just throwing out names at this point. Let's look ahead. Give us, give us, give us the schedule. Devontae Graham, a a piece of the future for the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Why would you think a trade that we talked about wouldn't work for Buddy Hill? Would you think that's going to work for someone like Devontae Graham, who's I, like twenty three? <laughs> like he's not even anywhere close to thirty. Why? Why? With did, a roof, with a roof of potential above him. Why? Why would the Pelicans want to keep Devontae Graham? Tell me that. Because they just got him and he's balling out right now. Yep, he's balling out right now. And don't you think that they would trade him for a first round draft pick? No, I don't. <laughs> I think they think he could be a legit piece. Especially because Zion is like approaching three hundred pounds. I mean, I no, mean, no, he's there already. <laughs> then, then, generous. Then let me ask you this. Then let me ask you this: Would you go after a guy like, I mean, on on the same squad, Brandon Ingram, if you could somehow flip a first round pick? Um, yeah, and, I didn't want to go down this road. Man. Hey, I'm just, <laughs> no. I'm just saying. Fantasyland. Why, why, why are we in fantasyland now? Wait. Devontae Graham can't be fantasy world if Brandon. You just talked about Brandon Ingram, so that's why I was like, okay, here we go. No, bro. Like, let's you... talk about something training for a thirty-point score without involving Tatum or Brown. All right, let's do it. Or if you want to involve one of them, does it make them better? Like, I just hate that conversation, man, because it's just like, let's see how this team can improve its roster without those, like, you know, let's should they just trade Brown right now? Like, I don't know. We're not there yet. I don't think. No, we're there. I think Devontae Graham is a lot more attainable than you think, but. Because I do think that teams will always try to trade a uh, pass first five ten guy. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, shoot first five ten guy. You know what I mean? This episode of the Cosmic Street Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoff. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code CLNS50 to receive that bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is your fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, let's look ahead. Who's on this plan? All right. Yo, the Celtics are really in the ninth seed right now, bro. Fuck. Yeah, they're in the pickle. All right, we're looking ahead. We're looking ahead. We're looking ahead. Tonight, we got the Cavaliers at the Celtics. The third place Cavaliers. Yeah, Cavs. Jesus Christ. The Cavs <laughs> ain't going nowhere, huh? Talk, no, about, they... talk about playing like you got nothing to lose, huh? You got like half their squad out and fucking, and they're playing Taco and uh, what's the name of the, the dude? The Cornette. Jesus. Luke Cornette. Yeah. How soon they forget, huh? Soon, I know, right? <laughs> no, come on. God damn it. And is he, is he on a two-way? No, he's not on a two-way, but he's, he was with Maine, right? He's no, got he's, a name, Joel. I, he's I, on I, I the fucking NBA. He's an NBA player, bro. Okay? <laughs> the man's got a name. My bad. My bad. Luke, my bad if you're listening. Sorry, Luke, but, you know. Definitely drop 15. You guys come to uh, to come to Boston on the uh, eve of Christmas Eve, huh? No, the eve of the eve of the Christmas Eve. There we go. The eve of all Christmas Eves. Yeah, and <laughs> it's, a, it's if, quite an eve you, right there. If you can think about Christmas Eve Eve, you're the eve of that. Uh, it's the eve of the eve of the eve. <laughs> 
Uh, Eve to the second power. What's what's going on with the Cavaliers, bro? They don't even have their best player. Yeah, I know. It's like a it's a, just a bunch of guys who are playing. Like they got nothing to lose. Like maybe maybe that's how the Celtics should play. Like they got nothing to lose. Maybe uh, just... guys with sacks, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, it would be cool. <laughs> but you guys would give zero fucks about you know not trying to just show out and just actually just play team ball. Yo, shout out to Darius Garland, balling out, good for him. Yo, maybe we should trade Jalen Brown for Jared Allen and Darius Garland. Uh, you know, Jared Allen's out, right? Yep. <laughs> Get out of here with your fantasy trades. I hate when people come with their fucking, oh, this would be great fantasy. Like, yeah, it doesn't work like that. I'm joking, bro, but I'm just saying, like, why do the Cavs, like, you know what's funny? You know what's Plus, I don't know. That? I don't know. I just think you know, the, Brad's going to let Emay work a little bit. He just can't just be like, all right, you know, I gave you a certain amount of time. Let me start fucking around with your roster. Like, I don't know. You know what pisses me off, bro? <laughs> What grinds your gears? What grinds my gears? Yeah. <laughs> we had we had a Cleveland Cavaliers team in our presence about four years ago when we had Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, uh, uh, Al Horford, uh, Jonas Jarebko, Avery Bradley, and we were we were the three seed in the league. But every no one was good with that. Nobody was good with that team. No, because no people were good with that. They just because. They were they were quote fun to watch, but yeah, they were, 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 were they going to win though? I know, right? Were they right. going to were they going to be you know LeBron James? What, what, you think the Cavs go to the finals, bro? I know, right? But I'm, but I'm just <laughs> at least they used to conference finals, bro. Nah. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is though, like, haven't you learned? <laughs> look at the, look at you look at the top teams. Like you look at the top teams. Like Brooklyn went through some shit to get to where they are, right? Not really. Uh, a lot of yeah, they did. Like this year? No. Oh, oh, you're talking about in general. Okay. I think, I think you're talking about like this year. Like they haven't gone through shit. They're just they're just playing. <laughs> the fact the fact that the fact that the fact that Jalen Brown is twenty four, turning twenty five, and and Jay, Jay, Jason Tatum is twenty three, twenty four, is like you expect so much from them. It's like we can't even just struggle a little bit and everyone's freaked the fuck out. But you know what I mean? But that's just it though. They didn't struggle when they came into the league. They're now kind of struggling, but they didn't struggle <laughs> out the gate. So then they're like, "Well, they should be, you know, five times better than what they are right now." And that's they didn't. That's struggle. just not how that works. <laughs> at a young Terry Rozier, they had a young Al Horford, a younger Al Horford. They had a they had a, a team that was had Jay Crowder on it. They had a team that had a lot of good role players on it. And you know, I, I hope they're playing, bro. Why are you gonna cut me off, bro? That's talk about the shit. Yeah, then you got into like. Uh, real bit rebuilding talk or whatever that was. Uh, then Celtics day, uh, supposedly going to play box on Christmas. Now I heard today this contingency about Christmas Day games, which I'm really worried about because I watch basketball all day on Christmas. If they don't have basketball all day on Christmas, I'm gonna yeah, be man. Well, they're saying the latest. The latest is that no changes are going to be made as of as of today. So we'll see, but. You know, hopefully that's the hopefully that's not the case because I'm with you, man. That lineup of games that's for the that's for the NBA fans. That's for us, you know. That's what we you know, I talked to my we grow up on. You know, we we still we're still about that. I talked to my boss the other day. She was like, "What's your plans for Christmas?" I was like, "I'm literally watching basketball all fucking day." And she's like, "Celtics play at what two thirty? I was like, "Yeah, but it ain't about just the Celtics. It's all day, day. Yeah, like exactly. and it's and, on till two a.m. and they're on the road, so I'm I'm chilling. You know, I don't have to go to the garden." So I mean, it is it is what it is. But hopefully, Celtics play the Bucks on Thanksgiving. And then talking about those uh, Timberwolves, man, they Christmas. come here. Thanks- we go to the tip- you say Thanksgiving? Is that what you just said? No, it's Christmas coming up. We Timberwolves. Ate, we ate turkey already. Did I say Thanksgiving? Yeah, man, you did. You did, man. We, we, spilled, been- we spilled a little crack there, bro. <laughs> oh damn! TV franchise, baby. Oh, uh, <laughs> up, bro? <laughs> coming up. On in case you missed it. <laughs> oh, fuck. Then, we go to, then we go to the Timberwolves and then the back home for the 29th against the Clippers and then uh, you know what I'll just bring it through the whole holiday season we got the Suns also on New Year's Eve that'll be a fun game I didn't even know that the Suns again jeez yeah I mean it's like I knew about the Clippers game I feel like we went on the West Coast trip early this year yeah they did in a big way, and I thought that would be a good challenge for them, but I was terribly wrong. Well, <laughs> in zero of those games was not good for us. Yeah. So, Suns, 
come in on on New Year's Eve at one p.m., which is a great time for for a New Year's Eve game. Ben, I think I think Causeway Street's got to be in the building for that game. Let's try, just try to get tickets for that game, bro. Let's go. Oh, we're there. We'll be in there. Let's go. Let's get Causeway all over. So that's five games. Five games. Uh, Cavaliers, Bucks, Timberwolves, Clippers, Suns. Two, three of them being at home, and the first two being away. What do you guys think? All teams that are playing better than the Celtics right now. No, the Celtics beat the Bucks. I'm being honest here. I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it long and hard. I'm, I'm two and three. Two and three, guys. Yeah, I, I concur. I'm thinking that the Timberwolves game is going to be tough. I think they're going to beat the Bucks on Christmas. Timberwolves game will be tough. Then they come back home for a three-game stand. Yeah, so, I was feeling good about the Bucks game, but something tells me that like it's going to be – they have, they have to win one, right? Like, no, I still, yeah, I up on the Bucks so many times. Like Maybe this is the one that the Bucks are going to win. You know? No, I really yeah, – No, I think I did, I did the Southern still win that game. They're going to win that game. They, something about really? the Bucks. Something okay. about the Bucks. I hope so. I hope no, so. Though, though, I, though I have, I have you know, the Bucks coming out, of the, coming out of the East, but if the Celtics face the Bucks in a seven-game series – that's gonna be a, that's gonna go to distance, I think. Yo, even, if even, they even the way win, the team is constructed right now. I'll say this right now: if they win on Christmas Day, yeah, they match up well with them. It's good. It's a head game at this point. Like it has to be. You know. Like, you know what's what? That, what's that? Seven? It would be six out of seven, or something. That, something, yeah, like that. Out seven. Like, something like that. Like if, if if everybody's healthy, like that's gonna that's gonna be a, a scrappy game. Ever since that playoff series where they beat the Celtics in five games, like the Celtics have just been like, "No, we're gonna we're gonna fuck you guys up." Right, fuck you. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It always comes down to the one goes down to the wire and shit. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> normally, so normally, normally, I'll give you a five game prediction, but the only game that matters is Christmas Day, in my opinion. And I'm going to say one and zero oh, because the Celtics are winning on Christmas Day. <laughs> all right, all right, we'll, all right. We'll, uh, all right, <laughs> I'm going to try to guess what the fuck the rest else of the, the schedule is because this team is just so all over the place. But they play the Bucks on Christmas Day. That's a dub, bro. That's a dub, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dub, bro. All right, dude. Right, well done. Well done. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I love the fact that Noel said in a seven game series because I'm thinking the same thing. Like they're going to be the one seed. Two seed, would it be seven seed? We can sit there first, first something round. About, yeah, something about the something about the Bucks, like those two. I think they match up pretty well, like as constructed right now. Like obviously, if the Celtics make some sort of improvements, it you know gives them that much of a better chance. But right now, as both teams are constructed, no Middleton too, no Middleton, I, I no Middleton. I just think they're always physical. Like they yeah, always just like, yeah, beat yeah, them up. Yeah, you know, yeah. And then now uh, you got like, Al back in the mix. It's not too. just Giannis; they're with every, they're the same with everybody. Yeah, you got Al back in the mix, so he always takes a personal going up against you know onto the Kumpo. So it's, I, I like it. I like the matchup. I'll say this too: Bobby Portis does not scare anyone on the Celtics for some reason. Like, Yo, Greg Williams tried to step to him last game. Know, Remember that shit? Greg Williams said, "You don't want this smoke." Bobby. That Kumpo's like, "Hell yeah, bro! There we go. That's what he did, bro. You Grant, know what I mean?" Grant said, "You don't want this smoke, my dude. You do not." Grant want said, smoke. "Grant said, where I'm from, we we, we use manners, motherfucker." Yeah, yeah. He's like, and, and he was smiling when he said it too. He was like, "Yo." <laughs> <laughs> you don't want this smoke, my dude. Hey, he, he turned around. Oh, he's like, what the fuck you said? He turned around. and was like, yo, yo, this guy, this guy. Tell this guy he doesn't want the smoke, yo, guys, guys. He's not hearing it from me. Tell him he doesn't want this smoke. That's Grant's like, Bobby, Bobby, you need to apologize right Bo- now, Bobby. You, you can't <laughs> take that tone with me. That was a dirty play. You know it. God damn it. You no, know you you threw me to the ground for no for no damn reason. Grant's just the big mama of the NBA, bro. <laughs> Al, Al's holding him grand back. No, wait, wait one damn second. No, All right, no, no Al, Al, you know, Al, give me, give me. I got, I, no, it's okay, it's okay. I got it. I'm not gonna hit him or anything. Let me, I'm gonna talk to him, you know, like a man. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Bobby, Bobby's walking, Bobby, Bobby Ford's walking, walking away from me. Like, yo, is that too serious? Like, no, Bobby, you know what you did. He just keeps pointing. Bobby, you know what you did. <laughs> you know what you did, Bobby. You know what? I'm not mad. I'm just you know what you did. In the meantime. <laughs> Right, right, all right. And in the in the in the meantime, you just see you just see E-Man in the back going, "What happened out there? They're they all right? Everything's cool? Everything's cool? All right, all right, all right. Don't get me started. Right. Like, we'll talk about this later. Can we can we challenge that play? Because I don't I don't don't I don't, get I don't me like started. how that ended. Don't get me started with an E-Man impersonation, bro. Don't get me started. I bet you I bet you when Nia when Nia's like, "Hey, you think we should have sex tonight?" E-Man's just like, "Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling that." <laughs> Don't get me fucking started, bro. <laughs> it's like right after I watched this uh, 
this rundown of the, of the Phillies last game. Give me one second. Man. Yeah, right. Yeah, no. Yeah. See, you see here when I uh, when I when I when I call that play bullshit, and then they, they team me up. You know, that's that that got that got my blood <laughs> boiling there. That got my blood really boiling. Yeah, babe, it's okay. It was bullshit though. It was bullshit. Don't worry. You want to have sex tonight though, or uh, what? Babe, what did I just tell you? <laughs> After the game. All right. I got work to do. All right. <laughs> Fucking right. Yo, shout out to Nia Long, bro. Shout out to Nia Long, man. Could you imagine how mad we are with Ime Duka, uh, Doko? <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to get this day right, are you? Jesus. It's December. It's, only, imagine- it's only been six months. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine... Could you imagine how the bad- day they lost in the last playoff series? <laughs> Could you imagine how mad we are with Ime Odoka? Could you just imagine Nia Long being so pissed off at him? Oh, like- at least they ain't having it. At least they ain't having it. Ime, no. this is not a discussion. This is a fight. No, Nia Long's like, yo, can you just crash out? He's like, yeah. And he just brings it like halfway to the driveway. And she's like, yo, I took it out though, bro. Come on. Like, what's the problem? Like, does he come close to the curb? He just brings it to like middle of the driveway. And then Eli's like, you have to bring it to the end of the driveway. <laughs> this is what Sean does. <laughs> Sean's like, nah, yeah, fuck that. I got a little spot fit right here. All right, let's wrap up this episode. The way we wrap up every single episode here on Causeway Street. When we take our trip around the league with Joel's In Case You Missed It. 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 Joel, what we missed? All right. In case you missed it, the NBA, it's all types of fucked up shit going on in the NBA, guys. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little concerned as a as a fan of the product. You got, well, as of we're recording this podcast. <laughs> and Joel's like, I don't give a fuck about their safety. I'm like, yo, let's go with the product. <laughs> Our motherfuckers going to play? Oh, no, no, no. G-Leaguers. I'm just saying, like, you know. I'm, I, we're going to watch G-Leaguers. I'm going to watch I'm a bunch of G-Leaguers, G-Leaguers and, like, you know, 15-year vets that have been trying to get back in the league, you know, on Christmas Day. I guess I'm I'm all for it, but then I just want to make sure that you know everybody else is going to come back at some point, right? No, nah, I mean as we're recording this podcast, the counts for NBA players that have entered into league protocol is 117. 101 of those are just this month alone. Uh, that that number could could fucking double by the time <laughs> by the time uh, this podcast airs. But um, the commish was on ESPN earlier talking about. The booster shots of, of players, so the the, um, the Players Association actually uh, released a statement talking about how the they're proud to report that 97% of uh, the players have been fully vaccinated, and there's a 65% of eligible players and counting having received the booster shot. So take that for whatever, whatever it's worth because... Motherfuckers being boosted, huh? Because, I mean, look, I look at it like this. I feel like shit has hit the fan ever since LeBron, who was... In protocol, all of a sudden wasn't in protocol, and ever since then, like every team that the Lakers played following that, they're all they've all been it's all, all these outbreaks have been happening. This including the Celtics, by the way, and even half their squad was in protocol, and hence that's why they signed Isaiah Thomas. Good for him, by the way. So you're calling LeBron a uh, a spreader? I mean, super spreader. I'm not saying it, but allegedly, allegedly, an alleged spreader. An alleged well, spreader. We got an alleged spreader here, guys. It's funny when someone gets put into the protocol, you know, not not all the time do they get to say, like, this is bullshit. And everyone's just like, you know what, you're right. No, that, yeah, no, he tweets it out like, oh, some smells fishy here. And it's like, oh, shit. No, uh, no he's good. He's good. He gave me, he, he had the next day, he's good. He had three <laughs> tests. He had three <laughs> tests. One was positive, the other one was negative. And so we were like, you know what? Non conclusive. Yeah, you can play. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and return <laughs> to the team. <laughs> go ahead. Maybe- Maybe LeBron, it's not, it's not like fishy. Maybe like COVID's actually. Meanwhile, spread. yeah. Meanwhile, right after that, Westbrook was out. Dwight Howard was out. Uh, like half the squad has been out ever since. And it's just like, oh no, no, it's cool. LeBron, LeBron, he's not, he hasn't affected anybody. It's all right. Anyways, <laughs> according to the Athletic, NBA teams will now be required to sign one replacement player when they have two positive tests on the roster. For three positive tests, they will have two replacement signings. And obviously for four results or more, three hardship signings will be required. So, for example, the Celtics right now have seven players in protocol, right? And they've signed... The Celtics got seven players in protocol? Yeah, man. In, in case you missed it, bro. In case you missed it. Seven guys, seven players have been in protocol, man. I, I knew they had a couple, but I didn't know it was seven. Bro. Nah, man. And no, seven. One, of them is not, one of them is not Dennis Schroeder. So yes. All right, if it, it just for reminder's sake, right? It's Al Horford, Grant Williams, 
Okay. Those are the those are the, the the main guys, right? And then you got Juancho Hernan Gomez is also on the on on the list. Pretty much all the power forwards and centers that were working together, right? Hey, Sam, hey. Sam 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 Hauser, right? Sam Hauser. Uh, who's the other guy? The the uh, the other two way, Brodick Thomas. Brodick Thomas. Right. That's what I thought. And <laughs> I'm missing one more, but you get the idea. So they've signed C.J. Miles. Right, fifteen-year vet who didn't play last season, but was in the G League apparently, and uh, Justin Jackson, who played actually with Al Horford last season with the OKC Thunder. Those guys haven't played yet, but they've been signed for ten days because of the uh, the hardship via, 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 via the hardship exemption here. Exception, sorry. Justin Jackson's a player, bro. That's your boy. He can play. I, I hope so. I hope so. That's why he was signed. Like CJ Miles too. I hope so. That's why he was signed. So that's that when it comes to uh, the NBA currently and possibly what could happen in the next week or so. Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think he was the first one actually on the list and yeah. then everyone who, else. Who, who I thought was a great example of someone that could really step up in, in times like these. But he, he, he bit the bug. Let me, ask you, let me ask you this. Real talk. Christmas Day, NBA. How are we feeling about the 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 lineup that's going to happen? Are we going to miss a couple games? Well, or what? well, I'm glad you brought that up, Sean, because the NBA informed the teams that are playing on Christmas Day that the league is uh, preparing for um, what should we call it? Like in, in, just in case games are get po- postponed, kind of uh, plan there. So as of right now, obviously nothing's been released, but I think by the 24th, Christmas Eve is when. That will there will be details on in case games need to get postponed. So mm-hmm. as of right now, everything's a go, and they're they're not trying to stop the season or put it on pause or have any of those games get canceled for Christmas Day. Even though some games have already been postponed leading up to it, we shall see. Wild. All right, and in case you missed it, uh, Sean kind of uh, previewed it a little bit in uh, in his segment here, Stevie. Franchise. Steve Francis, other known as Stevie Franchise, formerly of the Houston Rockets, the former three time All Star, has uh, documented or been, you know, he's been pretty open about his his battle with with alcohol. You know, claims that his his early retirement was due to that in in an interview recently. I'm going to read this quote here. Uh, I want to see, I want to hear what you guys have to say about it. Okay, he, he, this was an interview with the Players Tribune, by the way. So this is this is a legit interview. It's not just some random interview, but here it is. The first time I masked pain with alcohol was when I got benched by Rick Adelman. I came back to Houston to play, and I sat on the bench. And I was like, damn, this is what the end is going to look like for me. End quote. Out of all coaches that made you feel that way, Rick Adelman was the one when it was his second stint Coming back to Houston, right? It wasn't the, the the first time when he was still an All Star. It was the second stint when he was already he had already bounced to two more teams between his first stint and his second stint. I guess he just took it hard before, you know, actually calling it a career or, or you know, having to force to force it to retire. So I want to know what you guys think here. Did Francis? Did you guys think he was going to have a long career to begin with? I think Stevie Francis was a great player when he played. Yeah, I mean, he could have extended his career, but he sort of fell in the category of guys that would never take on that role. Like, they're not going to come off the bench. I mean, the first guy you think of right away is someone like Allen Iverson. I don't think you could put C. Francis in that same kind of category in terms of his talent, but at that point in his career, he still had plenty to come off the bench and be one of those effective guys. Like, I just think it's kind of weird for him to, like, okay, maybe that moment itself, but I just, it seems like it was his resentment is like the fact that he mentions him by name. I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's not him in particular, but it seems like it is, you know, that that was that moment because he took it so personal that he was like, you're the guy that's going to end my, the story of Steve, the Steve Francis. So, you know, it's like the whole legacy conversation, you know, some guys have a tough time dealing with that and, you know, they just want to go off into, they want to set off and go off into the sunset as, as that starter, no matter what, even if their their numbers aren't the same, but it wasn't the case, you know, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, he was you know, the reason why he had the, the nickname, you know, franchise, he was considered like the cornerstone for this team, right? The, the, when they, when they were rebuilding after, you know, 
after Hakeem Olajuwon, after right. Charles Barkley. So I thought that even, even when he came back, that they would just put him back in that position. But. Yeah, and then when they even paired him with, like, Yao Ming. But I feel like once Jeff Van Gundy came into the picture and traded his ass, like, oh, this ain't the guy. You know, he's not going to lead this franchise. I think that's when uh, his career started to take, you know, kind of a nosedive. He yeah, still was putting up, he still was putting up big numbers in Orlando. And, yeah, he still putting up numbers in Orlando and – and and essentially, you know, New York to some extent, but he just wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't the man anymore. And well, I think he took he took it harder than 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 way before Adelman quote benched him. Hey, those years of uh, Stevie franchise and Gatino Mobley on the Rockets were just that, those are some great years, man. I love those years. Yeah, it was. He was, he was but, always, I always thought he was fun fun to watch. Yeah, but I will say when you get traded. Did he get traded for T Mac? Yeah, he did. Yeah, so when you get traded for T Mac and then you come back to play with the same guy, I mean, that's got to be failure written all over it. Just the fact that the, your your original team is like, yeah, we'll take it back, and then we don't get anything out of the trade. You know, you know like we don't lose anything out of the trade. But he just wasn't the same guy. And you know what? Like, I think he thought he thought like you know maybe I can. You know, I can get that magic bag if I go back to like the Rockets, like where he had his his the most success, and that just wasn't the case. A lot of injuries too, bro. But it is what it is. I don't think I don't think it was blaming Rick Adelman or anything like that. I think it was more of a. Uh, I think it was more of a. Oh I man, yeah. I think it was more like if I could put you know my finger on when I started to kind of go down that path was when when that happened when that whatever interaction yeah. with. But, but also, but also, it's very weird for an NBA player. Like, not weird, but you know, we don't hear when NBA players lose their 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 mind and they start to do the things that uh, you know. We could we could look at a whole list of of NBA players that did worse things than Stevie Francis Francis did with this uh, big fraud insurance scandal thing you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah right. like like they at least he didn't do that at least he just took his own self-medication and took it too far and hopefully now he's on the mend but i don't know you know uh it's it's interesting for a guy to say when things went south and you never know what it's going to do for each person each person is different so if that's what it took for him you know i'm not going to doubt it you know what i mean like if he, that's when he comes out and says like this is when I became an alcoholic. Like, well, do your thing, bro. Like, <laughs> figure it out. You know what I mean? Dude's <laughs> just like fuck you, bro. I wasn't the time. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think it was after it you did win the dunk contest the second time. That's when. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I well, uh, he, he couldn't pound the ball on that stupid wheel. It was like the worst thing that the dunk contest ever did. That's what I blame the wheel. I blame the wheel. I blame the wheel. Stupid wheel. Anyways. <laughs> Last but not least, in case you missed it, uh, Danny Ainge. We all know that he uh, recently took a new gig. He's got a new job in uh, Utah. Obviously, he's not. Uh, <laughs> obviously, he's not, he's not. He's not running things there like he used to with the Celtics. It's a much much lesser role. Uh, he's cool with the owner. They, they go way back. So, I guess when they were on vacation together, the, the owner convinced him like, "Oh, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be part of this." This organization, so yeah, you got to be part of the organization, but you're not going to be the governor. You're just going to be the alternative governor. Alternative governor and CEO. Don't forget that part. Okay. Yeah, I love that. It's like, um, put CEO in the title. We got to do. Yeah, just make it seem like uh, I'm a little more important than I am. So that'd be great. Is there any CEO of any basketball team ever? No. Okay. We'll just we'll just throw alternative governor. Governor. (laughs) And CEO. Yeah, I mean he's gonna be close. He's Dude, gonna be working closely other with weird like titles. Like he's like and and president of the world of Utah. <laughs> I mean, obviously he's gonna be close, working closely with you know the GM, and he's not making like decisions, but probably you know he he'll weigh in on on some of these. He'll be wielding dealer. Come on, bro. <laughs> come on. I didn't want to say that because that's what people. Some people saying that like you know he's. He's a trader and all, but you know he spent almost two decades here in Boston. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And and what you think you thought his legacy gonna end like that? Come on, he He's made a trader, clear. fucking Danny. He made it clear. Yo, he made it clear that he Brown, needed a break. Brown's going to Utah now, bro. 
he made it clear that he's going. He needed a break from Boston. All right, and now he's in his he's in his hood. He's good. He's chill. So apparently now, and a the latest interview with the Boston Globe, good old Dan Shaughnessy, that guy, he pretty much cleared up any confusion or rumors that he was forced out of Boston, calling it you know crazy to to think that he needed a break. He said well before the playoffs even started, and he was also shocked that uh, Brad Stevens got promoted upstairs. He thought Brad would be coaching. He thought the team would be left in great hands when he decided to walk. And here we are six, seven months later, and he's feeling great, and he's got the itch to come back into basketball. So that's that. Good for him. Yeah, it's good for the NBA. Good for him, bro. Good for him. You know, he's got good relationships around the league and just in basketball in general. So we shall see how how Utah is going to fare out. In the future. So that's going to do it for this edition of uh, In Case You Missed It. Hit us up on com for your Celtics rumors, news, and opinions. Hit up uh, all our social media platforms at Causeway Street. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Causeway. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got another Jersey giveaway. So stay tuned for that. And, for sure. And season two of the one-on-one with Sway Podcast is in effect. Yes, sir. Season two, motherfuckers. We made it. Catch that. It's a, it's a special guest. So you, you want to know who it is? Go subscribe. All right? It's as simple as that. And Merry Christmas to all you filthy animals out there. Merry Christmas, mother truckers. <laughs> to those that celebrate, obviously. And everybody celebrates Christmas. But we appreciate all you all the same. Obviously, happy Kwanzaa as well. Happy, happy holidays, as they say. Yeah. Ho- holidays. You're right. You're right. It covers everybody. For the most part, I think. And as always, Black Lives Matter. Stop Asian hate. Let's wish for peace in the Middle East. And until next time, folks, we are out. Yes, enjoy your holidays, everybody. Stay safe out there. Hey, be good. Santa's watching. I'll just put that out there, bro. <laughs> yeah. Always watching. Always yes, watching. Yes, yes. This is why I grew up thinking that he was a religious figure. <laughs> Latinos know what we're talking about. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Joseph Pavone, Causeway Street. Just want to send everyone a happy holidays and happy New Year's, of course, to all of our subscribers on Patreon.com slash Causeway. And right now, it is not too late to sign up and get yourself a free Celtics jersey. Also, you can catch up on all 40 episodes of Season 1 of Causeway After Hours, all 12 episodes of Season 1 of 101 with Joe Sway, my own podcast, where I interview current Celtics players like Grant Williams and Marcus Smart to legends like Vince Carter and the late, great Kobe Bryant. You do not want to miss out on this opportunity. And right now, you can get this offer at patreon.com slash causeway. And also, Season 2 a one-on-one with Joe Sway. My sit-down, uncensored sit-down conversation with Cedric Maxwell is up right now when you head over to patreon.com slash causeway. That's patreon.com slash causeway. Sign up today. You can also preview a free episode of our season finale of Causeway After Hours. All these opportunities, all of these gifts, this holiday season waits at patreon.com slash causeway. That's patreon.com slash causeway. Once again, happy holidays, everyone. We appreciate your support. We appreciate you guys checking out Causeway Street, and we'll see you guys after Christmas break.